Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host, Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host, Orrin. Hey, Benjamin, let's get right into it. As always, kickoff starts now. All right, welcome to From the Den, where we'll- From the Den. From the Den. From the Den. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So Get high. Week of football, week 16, and previewing week 17, talking about the Chicago Bears. I mean, it's not so fun to talk about, but we will be doing it. The NFL is a lot more It's very fun. Don't even – what do you mean? It's very, very fun. My wire, my podcast wire is all messed up here. Okay. Microphone. Boom. All right. Thursday night football, Jaguars played the Jets. There was a lot going on in this game. First, the Jaguars started off – they, there was a point in the Jaguar season where they really didn't look like they were going to make it to the playoffs. They, they looked, Trevor Lawrence was really falling off. He's played pretty good football recently. They killed the Jets. And I think this game says a lot more about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was the number two overall pick. Some people had him higher than Trevor Lawrence. People, like, he was a really, really, really highly touted prospect. He has had attitude issues and he has not played well. I don't see him being back on the Jets. He might get another another starting opportunity for another team just because of his potential. But starting will be similar to how Baker Mayfield was given a, a starting job this year, how Sam Darnold was given one last year. They're, his leash is going to be very tight, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you kind of brought up the point with Baker and Sam Darnold. I think it's a way overrated narrative in the NFL when – I think in general, when a high-drafted first-round quarterback plays badly on its first team, that quarterback is bad. There's a lot of times an expectation that that quarterback will be able to just go to a different team and be a different player and be under a new regime. But can you really think of a quarterback that's gone to a new team and been anything more than mediocre that's actually reinvented themselves? Like, Think about all the... I've seen so many people talking about every every highly... Every, every first-round quarterback who switches teams, people think that they're going to have they're going to be better. Think about Drew Locke. Geno Smith is killing it, but he's the backup right now. Um, Josh Rosen. People thought that it was just the Cardinals' fault. He went to the Dolphins and did nothing. You've got Sam Donald, like you said. Baker, like you said. And there are some more. I mean, Jameis I mean, like, look, was fine. Jameis is honestly the best of any of those quarterbacks. I would he's, say he's had... you, can look, you can look at like Sam Darnold. Not Sam Darnold, sorry. Alex Smith is an example. Ryan Tannehill. But again... It happens a lot more. I agree with but you. But I'm talking about like young. I'm talking about like first few years of their career they switch. Sure. It does not happen very often. I think people mistake two things. People mistake a quarterback who is picked high but plays really bad football for like two years and like is given the opportunity versus a quarterback like, I don't know, there are a lot of quarterbacks that don't play unbelievable football like Josh Allen. There's a big difference between Josh Allen and Zach Wilson in their second years. Josh Allen was still struggling a tiny bit in his second year. Same as like Jalen Hurts. They but I'm saying no one, no one was cutting Josh Allen, you know? Exactly. That's my point. My point is that the difference between those two players, it might not seem that big, but if you watch it, there's a big difference. And that's why was quarterback like Zach Wilson is very unlikely to succeed in the NFL. He might be, he might bounce around the league. Best case, not best case scenario, but realistically a good case scenario for him would be he bounces around the league 
is a starter, like a Nick Foles-esque type player where he's an above-average backup, below-average starter. And that's how he, his career plays out. But, I mean, I I don't see his career being such a success. Yeah. Um, just comes down to the attitude issues. And then you, the Jaguars and Jets are such weird teams because they're both sitting at 7-8 and eight right now. I really have not watched that much Jaguars football, so I might just be consistently underestimating them. But like, have they? Has their offense been that good? Like, has it? I mean, like, look, they because... had a quality win against the Cowboys. They beat the Titans. They beat the Ravens. Like, I, I don't want to say like almost every single game this year they have kept close. Actually, aside from the Chargers, aside from after Week Three. I think they've kept every single game to a one possession game. Every single game that they've lost, they've kept to a one possession game. So, I mean, like, they're really competing. They're playing solid football. Do I see them as real contenders? No, not really. I think they've won a fluke game here, a fluke game there. Their win against the Cowboys, again, that's what makes this is what makes the NFL so fun that any team can be any other team. But when it comes down to the playoffs, that is when teams focus up. That's when teams play their best football. That's when teams are, are way less likely to make stupid mistakes or crazy upsets are going to happen. It doesn't like teams like the Jaguars. I don't are, know. I really just don't know enough about this Jaguars offense, I think, to get like excited about anything. Has Trevor Lawrence really been that good? I mean, like he's been pretty solid, like unbelievable. He's been, he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. I would be very happy for as a Jaguars fan, not because like he's proven that like, He's unbelievable now, but that he's shown that he has the skills that to he's proven that if he keeps developing the way he is, he's going to be a generational talent, mm-hmm. which okay. is exactly what they wanted. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on. Ravens, Falcons. You can talk about the Falcons. I mean, this game doesn't really say much. Again, I actually Falcons. have a few things to say. Okay. In well, fact, I have, it's, it's been a while since we had a podcast, so I have a bunch of topics I would like to discuss. Yeah. Um. Just about the lackluster quarterback class in general. This rookie quarterback class so far has been very disappointing with Desmond Ritter, his first few starts. Seeing, I, I To be honest, I haven't seen a lot of Desmond Ritter, but just judging by the stats, has been disappointing. I mean, in, the, in his first ever game, he ran out of bounds on the last ever play, on the last play of the game on accident. And um, also as for Kenny Pickett, and Malik Willis, they've all just been no. None of these quarterbacks have come off to a good start. Um, not much to say about the Falcons in general. And then as for the Ravens, they're a very confusing team. I think honestly, I'm overestimating them. Like they still do have a lot of the pieces of an elite team, but they they're have, just they have, so. I think I think the difference is made. They have almost all the pieces of an elite team. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Like, yeah. What, what, they what, they have all of them, but just they they consistently disappoint and they consistently lose to bad teams or keep it close with bad teams or something. They're just they're just missing something, and I don't think that even if they do make the playoffs, I don't think that they've generated I, enough I, momentum I would, to be. Anything. I'd like to ask you a question. Yeah. Like why why are they not unbelievable? Why are they not better than they are? If you look, you can make the argument the Ravens have the most talented roster in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews. They don't have no. They don't have receivers. They don't have enough weapons. They, they don't, don't have, have enough receivers. They've and actually 
No, they. I mean, even running backs, they've just their running backs I mean, have been injured all year. I know you say don't play running backs, but if you're gonna have a better at the end of the day, a better player is gonna help your team. Sure, but a running back I'm, who can catch I'm balls, saying, one who has like I'm, say, I'm not saying that like I would obviously rather have Derrick Henry than like J.K. Dobbins. And I also think that they're I also think that the, this defense is one of those that you look at at the start of the season and say this is an elite unit, but they've honestly similar to the Chargers, even though they obviously had a great game last week. Like players wise, they've got a lot of names, but just they haven't been able to put it all together. They've still actually sacrificed a lot of yards, especially in the passing game. And, so, I, you know, like, sometimes I, you can't really explain it just based on looking at the players, but that's just the reality of the defense. Like if, in re- if I look at it, I think an argument, I'm trying to think of teams that I would say this team is clearly more talented. I don't know. But I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. You Like sometimes, yes. There are guys like you're going to look at a team from the outside and say, oh, they have all these good guys. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to like play the best together, you know? Sure. Yes. Just like like, it seems 100 percent. It's about chemistry. No, but not even just about chemistry. Just like a team that fits a team that sometimes just like that elite those. Like I'm just thinking about the Chargers defense right now also. And like there are just some defenses that seem a lot better at the start of the year. Like in fan, I'm just thinking about in fantasy football, how like when you say, oh, this guy has great matchups or like, you know, or I want this defense for the year because they're playing bad offenses or something like that. Like that all changes within the course of the season. Like no one would have expected the Jets defense, for example, to be as good as they are or like the Rams defense to be terrible. You know, the Rams yeah. also have a lot of pieces, but there are just some years that like guys will get better and guys will get worse. So like names, like, just the, judging. The Ravens feels pretty consistent. Like I would say they've consistently had a good roster and have consistently been able, when they lose players, they fill the players with similar talent for the past. And yes, they like, they were the one seed to like 20. Then then why the Rams bad? Why the Rams bad? They won the Super Bowl last year. They've had one bad year. The defense I'm saying right now, why is the Rams defense? Not good. Oh, it's the same thing. I, I no no, no. My point is that the Rams is not continued. The Ravens feels pretty continued. They're successful, but they can't, Reach the yes, top. but I think that this year the their defense is worse than in general. Sure, but I'm saying what is what like is I think in offense? in years prior, like especially Lamar Jackson MVP year, like they've been looked at more of a threat to, in the AFC. I'm saying, and I'm honestly, saying they could what? still win the division. I have a bet going from the start of the year that the Ravens would win the division. Yeah, I'm they, saying, but they, yeah, what's up? Well, what is what has and what is stopping them from being that elite team, that Super Bowl team, because quite honestly, I would say they're a more talented team than the Bills right now. No. <laughs> no, that's right. I think so. I think you're wrong. That's silly. I think they have a... The Bills have better weapons. The Bills have a better quarterback. I can't speak to the offensive line. I um, they're, I w- they're a better offensive line. And I think on paper, I think the Ravens. Okay, but no talk about on paper. I, every stat would show you that the Bills paper. are a better defense. That's what I'm trying to say on paper. I'm saying a better I, on paper. I'm saying I think that some look, of the, maybe some of the play, I don't know. I'm saying if you look solely at the players on a sheet of paper, I would argue, and it could be argued the other way. You can make the argument that the Ravens have a better roster. I'm not saying playing together or this or that. I'm saying that what is stopping the Ravens from going over the hub that of, of being I mean, maybe it's a coaching thing. Maybe it's more. a coaching thing. So you but I mean, think, Harbaugh gets a lot of respect. That's my point. Harbaugh gets a lot of respect. Harbaugh seems to be a very good coach, but is he really? 
like, yes, you're making the playoffs and that's good. And that means that you are a, you know, they like, you know, they're talking about some of the people were saying they're going to, people are going to figure out the Ravens. And then other people are saying that's ridiculous. Yeah. You think people have started to figure out the Ravens? I mean, let me tell you, this offense is not nearly as dominant as it was with, I mean, of course, Lamar is injured, but it it doesn't feel like the same offense as it did. It doesn't. doesn't. So do you, do you think that people have started to catch on to it? I think people have started to catch on, but I think Lamar has also changed his offense. I think Lamar. And I have a question. Run dependent anymore. I still don't think Lamar Jackson is a hyper accurate passer. Yeah, sure. He's not. He's not completely accurate, and he relies on the running aspect of his game. Obviously, that opens up a lot of other aspects of his game. Yes, like that's no surprise. Um, okay. I have some more to say. Oh, Lamar might come up later as we continue on. Let me see where. All right, I'll get to that other discussion topic later on. Let's go to Lions versus Panthers. I'm very disappointed. I have to be honest, man. Maybe I'm not supposed to be saying this because Lions are our NFC North rivals, but they're the Lions are crying out loud. You can't actually have a rivalry with the Lions. I really thought they could win out. I really thought they could win out and make a playoff push. I mean, I'm sure statistically they still could, but it looks a lot. It looks, well, I guess they could still go um, nine and eight, but still, I mean, winning against the Panthers was definitely something that would help them. And they just got killed by the Panthers, man. I, I mean, that's the risk of like, this defense is still bad and they rely on momentum a lot, but. That yes, just shows exactly. you. I think that's all the takeaway is. is and Dan, remarkably, yeah, the Panthers are could still definitely make the playoffs. It is crazy. The Panthers are a horrible roster. I look at their team. They have two good players. They have Brian Burns. They have DJ Moore. Everything else is really bad. Like, you know what? Respect to them. They're six and nine. They're competing. They beat, I could argue, one of the hardest teams to beat in the NFL right now. The Lions? Before this week. The Lions were winning games against quality opponents. They were red hot and quite, and I don't know how many teams in the NFL that's scary right now. Let me look at this. Let me take a look at this. The Bears Bears were competing for three quarters with both the Bills and the Eagles. My point is that there's no team in the NFL right now that I look at and say, wow, this team is unbelievable. This team, no one can beat. This team is great. This team is far. These teams are far and above everyone else. The league, in my opinion, what's good about this NFL season is that like, there's no games that I can fully rule out. And that's why I think I say the Lions are a bit above. I have to be honest with you. But yeah, that's true. You can never rule something out in a game. But I have to be honest with you. We'll get more to this. This NFL season, I think in general, has been boring or more boring than seasons that we've seen in the past. Think about, I think we've talked about this in, in other podcasts. In the AFC, a lot of great teams, a lot of good teams. Think about the playoff picture in the NFC. It's disgusting. I'm sorry, it's disgusting. Um, okay, you got the I, Eagles. What's up? Um, who would you rather play last week, the Vikings or the Lions? Who would I rather play? As a, uh, who are you talking about? What do you mean, who? If you're like an the NFL, Bears? No, if you're an NFL team, doesn't matter what, let's just say you're an NFL team. Would you have last week before knowing that the like Lions. they would lose? Would the you Lions. rather play the Lions? The Lions. You think so? 
I don't care about momentum. I don't. Well, wait, who? I forgot. What did the Vikings come off of? Like some loss? Um, let me see. No, they they barely beat the Colts in the week before. They lost to the Lions. Oh, the the Lions, the Lions, the Lions. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I but in the NFC, there three. I think there are three teams I would rather play than the Lions. I, three teams I would rather not play than the Lions. Sorry. The, like that you would take the the Eagles, the Vikings, and the Forty Niners. And I sorry, four Eagles, Cowboys, Forty Niners, Vikings. Um. Yeah, I think fair enough, but. That just just goes into what I was saying that there are so many of these teams making a playoff push that I'm not like enticed by. Like the fact that the Packers, I'm pissed off that the Packers won. I'm pissed off. The fact that the Packers are still in the hunt. I mean, I don't really know the odds to be honest, but they're sitting at seven and eight. If, if they, if they that win, would piss if, if me they, off. I would be. Very, <laughs> if they win, if they win the next two games against the Lions and Vikings, and the Commanders lose one of the next two, the Lions games, and Vikings, the Packers play the, the Lions and Vikings. Yeah, the, the Bears also do. Okay, okay, yeah, sorry. If they play the Lions and Vikings and they win out mm-hmm. and the Commanders lose one of the next two games, then they make the playoffs. That's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I hate that. Also, like, I can't believe this whole time I, I was thinking them like, oh, they're out of the playoffs. It's over. But like, you know, I have a question for you. Like, yeah. would you rather play? Like, are the Giants exciting? Are the Commanders exciting? No, this is the exact point I was trying to make. Saints, exciting. My point is that every it's not it's not the Panthers. The Saints are not going to make. Did you say the Saints? The Saints could make it. The Saints are. No, one, the Saints are six and nine. Panthers are six and nine. Buccaneers are seven and eight. Someone has to win the division. Oh, you're saying okay? I was thinking about like as a wild card though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. So my point, so, point is the same. Thing. I want the Seahawks to make it. I would rather of sure. all those like guys. I want the Seahawks to make it. And yeah, you use the Packers as an analogy to prove your point. But even the Packers could be the best, one of the best possibilities for a playoff game. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. So no, but I mean, they're, they're just like, they're just like gross. I mean, I, I don't like the Packers, obviously, but like, yes, they don't. Know, it's like not exciting. In, in the AFC, it's you got cool games, but like, it feels, it feels super undeserving. Yes, it feels undeserved. Um, and someone else was bringing this up. And I'll bring, I was going to wait until we got to the Buccaneers, but now that we're on this playoffs discussion, how likely do you think it is? Because someone was saying it. It's like, I already know, is what I heard. Someone was going, I already know the Buccaneers <laughs> are going to win like seven games, have a losing record, win their division because it's the worst division of all time, and then play, so, play some like Geno Smith or play some backup quarterback, like some... <laughs> have to face some unexperienced quarterback in the playoffs and obviously go on a run in the playoffs because it's Tom Brady. So that would suck. That would, that suck, would be annoying because this not, team is bad. But do you think it's, do you think that the bucket, because looking at the Buccaneers, everyone knows they're not the same team, but do you think that because it's Tom Brady, he can still pull off some playoff things or this team is just unsafeable, unsalvageable. Tom Brady will be better in the playoffs. This team is pretty unsalvageable. They're, I think they're going to play the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a good team. They are a good team. Cowboys, if they play the Cowboys, that's a loss. The Cowboys are a good team. But also Cowboys, every year the Cowboys are a good team, and then they find a way to lose in the playoffs. So it wouldn't be very surprising if they lost to the Buccaneers, yes, to be honest. you're right. But I feel like the Cowboys... Every year the Cowboys look the same. No, you think yeah. they're a little better this year? I think they're a bit better than this year. 
Because the defense is elite now. The defense is elite now. I mean, the defense is elite. You look at their games. I mean, they played. You have to remember, they didn't have their starting quarterback for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cooper's was fine. He was a game manager. I don't know what I was talking about. Yeah, Yeah, Prescott is better. And yes, they have lost since to the Jaguars in overtime. To the Packers. And that's it. And both those were in overtime. Their two losses since they've had Prescott back have been in overtime. Yeah, I mean, I have to be honest with you. I was going to pick. So, I mean, we'll just talk about, we'll just skip to Cowboys-Eagles right now. Um, I Before Jalen Hurts got injured, I still would have picked the Cowboys to win. I just think that would be a good game to pick the Cowboys to win at. Um, and then Minshew got injured, so it would have been a cooler pick to pick Minshew. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's talk about Cowboys Eagles now that we're there. Um, very, very happy that that game turned out the way it did. I have to tell you, I will digress for a moment and say, Oh, Jalen Hurts read, is on my fantasy team. What's up? I read a very interesting quote. Yeah. And I, I, uh, article. Sorry. I was on Twitter scrolling through and I saw this and it said, This week proved why Jalen Hurts should be the NFL MVP. And I was like, Wait, hold up. So I read the comments. And some of them were like, yes, article's great. Makes so much sense. Some of them were like, no. Gardner no, I, played good football, and he almost beat one of the best teams in the NFL. How does this prove that Jalen Hurts is anything better than just someone yep, who, yep, who is yep. part of the system? What do you think? Okay, so fine. I'll give you my take on that because you interrupted me so rudely. It's fine. It's fine. Because I do have a take on this. I think it's the right answer. Good question, Orrin. And then I'll, and then I'll go back to what I was saying. Um, so Chris Sims was saying this. And he actually couldn't have made this prediction at a, at a better time. He couldn't have said the statement at a better time. It was like the week before Jalen Hurts got injured, he was saying, talking about the MVP race, and he was saying how he doesn't think that Jalen Hurts are is as valuable to his team as guys like Burrow, Allen, or not even guys like, as Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow are. I'm pretty sure those are the quarterbacks he named. He might have also said Tua, even. But I don't know if he said to him, but definitely I think those three guys he said. So he was saying Jalen Hurts is not as valuable to his team because he has one of, if not the best offensive line around him, one of the best weapons surrounding him. Okay, so I think. I think that's actually a very fair argument. I mean, I picked up Gardner Minshew in fantasy football. I was considering starting him because I knew that he is again, he has all these great surroundings, just like Jalen Hurts has. He's set up for success. So while I agree, if you're looking at the technical definition of most valuable player, you're not going to give the award to Jalen Hurts. But like, who is going to look at this season and say, like, he is not the most deserving? You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, their team has the best record in the NFL right now. And he's lighting it up. He's doing incredible. He's obviously better than Gardner Minshew. He's obviously more valuable to the team. Like, it's not like him and Gardner Minshew are equal. You still need a good quarterback to lead this team so yeah sure someone could say you know Patrick Mahomes is more valuable but the award is definitely I think he's still deserving of our definition of like the actual of what we come to define most valuable player as if that makes sense so you think that Jalen okay so what you're saying is that even though by definition in short in short you want to say it what you're trying to say is by definition, most valuable players should mean that it's the person who's most valuable to their team throughout the season. But the way that we perceive it is not necessarily that. 
Like, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is more valuable to his team than Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts is more likely to win the MVP and should because, by our definition, MVP exactly. is just a player exactly. who has the best season. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's interesting. And I was about to actually ask you that question right when you were saying it. So I was going to say, isn't the NFL the most valuable player, the MV, like the MVP, the most valuable player to your team in the season or the player who has the best season? Because Tom Brady would probably have won it a bunch of times. There are a bunch of players who would have won it a lot more times. And like, I don't know. Like, I mean, honestly, at that point, what even, even though we all talk about the technical definition of MVP, think of a world where they gave out an award to the player who was most like literally most valuable to the team every year. What would be the point of that award? There should be an award to honor the player. Like it makes sense that we define MVP how it is because otherwise it's like, why are you giving away like to the, you know what I mean? Like what's the point of giving it to someone who's most valuable to their team? It's good for a discussion. It's it's not, I I think what you're missing is most valuable to their team throughout the season. That's the difference. And I think that's where you can make a fair argument that that is more important. Most valuable player throughout the season essentially means the player who had the greatest impact on their team and helped their team win the most amount of games, which is what the award should be. But the NFL is some, is a business. The NFL is trying to make money, trying to, you know, it's an entertainment. You're not going to give the award to the same people over and over. And at the same time, it's kind of more fun to see Jalen Hurts win MVP because he statistically had a better year. He was more fun to watch. Then I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes, but then like, let's say Tom Brady and like, let's say Jalen Hurts this year versus Tom Brady in like 2017. Jalen Hurts is more fun. Jalen Hurts had a more statistically better season. And the NFL wants to give their award to that player rather than the player who they know is more valuable and helps their team win more games. Yeah, sure. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, I had, oh, totally. I had something. Wait, one second, one second. So... That's Jalen Hurts. I had another topic. Just on this Cowboys-Eagles, is there anything else here? Um, I, think, I think we should move on to Seahawks-Chiefs. Fine, Seahawks-Chiefs. I'll, I'll keep behind my other discussion for another time. But not Seahawks, for another time, for later on. I mean, give credit to where credit's due. The Seahawks had a really good season, but they've kind of fallen off recently. They I mean, they're 7-8. and eight. I, They're totally back. They're totally in the playoff push, man. 100%, but how many games they've I mean, they lost last week to the Chiefs. They lost to the 49ers. They lost to the Panthers. They barely beat the Rams. They lost to the Raiders. They lost to the Buccaneers. I mean, I think they've won one of their last six games. So my point by saying that is like, okay. But I mean, Jets and Seahawks are definitely both winnable games. Actually, I thought Seahawks over, well, I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit. We will Um, discuss that shortly. Seahawks, very impressive season, and I'm not ruling them out, and they could still make the playoffs, but they have fallen off recently, and they kind of look at the Seahawks that I expected. The Seahawks, I mean, the Chiefs are just the Chiefs, no one even cares, sure. But the Seahawks, I'm just saying, this looks like a Seahawks team that's still a well coached team, but just lacks so much talent that no, like, no, I wouldn't say no coaching because I'm not gonna say Pete Carroll's the best coach in the NFL, but that good coaching can't really fix that good coaching can Mm -hmm. turn this Mm -hmm. team into a unbelievable 12 win team this is the this that's the seahawks team that i expected mm-hmm. okay saints versus browns i take so much enjoyment in the browns being bad i have to be honest i would be all on that browns bandwagon i would love to support them if they brought in a great new quarterback they've completed a roster who wasn't a sex offender 
Unfortunately, they went in and brought someone who has more than 20 cases of sexual assault on them. So it makes me happy to see Deshaun Watson be bad. And I know it might just be rust and I know that he could turn it on and be good. But for now, um, they're bad. And he really ruined Nick Chubb too, which makes me happy because it means that, you know, some dude in fantasy who has a good team lost. But not Orin, someone else. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Saints are kind of irrelevant. They kind of, they're, they're random. They're such a random team. Yeah. Um, that's all I, I got to like, say. Honestly, I would rather see the Saints and the Panthers in the playoffs just going off this. But again, the Browns are a sad team. They, they I don't know what it is. I, it's hard to pinpoint what is wrong with bad franchises. It's the owner. Obviously, a big part of it is the ownership. But how do you have a team that is very talented? They have a lot of talent on this team. People forget, they have like Miles Garrett. They have Denzel Ward. They have solid defenders. They have Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, good offensive line, tight end, David Njoku. I'm not saying they should be a 15-2 and two team, but they're a lot better than 6-9. and nine. And is it the coaching? Should Kevin Stefanski be fired? I don't know what it is. I can't really pinpoint it, but there's a problem and it needs to be fixed. There is a problem. What was the NFL team that started off 0-3? That wasn't there some NFL team that was like a big deal. They started off 0-3. Maybe I'm forgetting something. I Whatever. The Bengals started off 0-2. That was all I could get to. Yeah. Anyway, my point was that the Bengals versus Patriots. Bengals run on momentum and they are sprinting right now because of that momentum great performance joe burrow's on fire he is incredible man 375 yards he does that sometimes yeah Bengals run a momentum i will i'm gonna admit that i was wrong i saw that the Bengals. i said this is a team that is bound for a super bowl hangover that they're bound to have a really bad season that they're going to regress because this is a this I've, they fit every single thinkable category for like a Super Bowl hangover. A Aside from that, their well, whatever. Okay. I mean, like, do they really have a good roster? Like Joe Burrow and the receivers are good. They have a good running back. They don't have an unbelievable offensive line. Actually, it was pretty bad. They upgraded it, but that doesn't really mean anything because you don't know how they're going to be. The defense is really nothing special. Their defense is average. If you have Burrow, if Burrow has a down year, this team falls. Yeah. This team relies on Joe Burrow. And you look at this team, the Bengals last year, they were a solid team that rode momentum throughout the whole playoffs. That Your Wi-Fi is going out. What? Couldn't hear you. you Sorry. Said... The Bengals were a team last year in the playoffs that rode their momentum, that, you know, barely lost. And they just seemed to fit every single possible category for Super Bowl hangover. And they proved me wrong. They're a quality team that deserves to be respected. And I, I, I think they... With a team that's built so much on momentum, you really can never rule them out, especially in this year's playoffs. They're teams that are more talented than them. The Bills, the Chiefs, their team, you know, but the Bengals could come in and they could win and they could beat teams. Uh, they could beat teams away and they could shock people. As long as Joe Burrow plays good football, you can never count them out. Yeah. Okay. Giants. Well, I'll just say. I really hope the Patriots don't make the playoffs. What a boring team. To. What a boring. You lost to the Bears. Come on now. Giants versus Vikings. Um, 
they're kind of similar in my mind, even though they're not that similar. Even they though they're are pretty similar. different teams. They, the you know, respect to the Vikings for pulling off the biggest comeback ever. I was rooting for the Vikings because, come on, now that would have been lame if the Colts ended up winning that game in overtime. I know that was two weeks ago. But, yeah, Giants versus Vikings. Um, You know, the Giants will make the playoffs just because, and then they'll lose in the first round, and that'll be that. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's not actually that much to talk about here, if you agree. Like, yes, I think it's kind of acknowledged throughout the whole NFL world. Like the Giants are in the same category as the Packers and the Commanders. They're but just... somehow, you know what? I support the Giants a little bit more than the Packers, probably because I hate the Packers, but they're a bit less frustrating to me. Like Aaron Rodgers is so bad this year. Like he's throwing picks and like. Yes, I agree with you. But my point is know. that all of them are generally in the same category of the NFC sucks. The NFL sucks. These are just teams that are that are making it to five hundred, a bit above, a bit below, and they're just. And that's what sucks about that's what sucks about up. like the extended games, and even and the extended playoffs. Just that, like these dumb teams make the playoffs. But whatever. I mean, I'm I'm all for it if you got the AFC where you've got like a lot of good teams who are going to be in the playoffs. Like that's sick. But when you've got the NFC, it's like <laughs> that sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there are like a lot less good teams than we're expected. We were, I was talking to the start of the year. I was so excited because I was ready for the Rams, the Raiders, the Broncos, like so many disappointing teams this year, the Cardinals. Yeah. And um, I mean, yeah, so many, but like, if you look at it, like I said, the giants are in the same category as all the NFC teams. The Vikings are such frauds. They might be the, one of the worst 12 and three teams in NFL history. They're really not. Wow. Good. I mean, think about it. They have like a plus minus of like four. Yeah, yeah, it's true. They're not that good. They, I think it's they're like they haven't lost a game this year in like one possession games, and they've won like almost all of them. Almost all of their wins have come in one possession games. They get yeah. The, what did Greg Joseph a clutch man? You got to give it to him. Sure, he's clutch, but they beat the Packers fair and square early on, and then after that, again they lost to the Eagles. They didn't beat the Lions, but they beat the Lions barely. They barely beat the Saints. They barely beat the Bears. They beat the Dolphins without Tua. They beat the Cardinals by eight. They're not a good team. They barely beat the Commanders. They won in overtime against the Bills. Quality win. Great game. Crazy. Things went their way. Things, But that's the NFL against a good team. That happens. They lost by 37 to the Cowboys. They barely beat the, the Patriots. Barely beat the Jets. Lost to the Lions. Barely beat the Colts. Barely beat the Giants. I got it. But it wins are wins, man. But they're finding ways to win. Wins are wins. Yeah, they they will lose. I don't I don't expect them to go far. I just hope they lose. I hope they lose to a good team in the playoffs. You know, my like, my thought is that this year's Vikings might be worse than last year's Vikings. I might be exaggerating right now, and that might be a not. Like, no, I disagree. I disagree with that. I think that the Vikings last year had more quality wins. Are you sure it's not a quality win if they barely beat a team? No, the Bills are a quality win. If they're beating, okay, but how can you fault a team for their schedule, man? I'm not faulting a team for their schedule. They should. I they. I'm saying a quality win is if you beat a good team. A not quality win is if you barely beat a good uh, average team. If you're a good team, you should not barely concede. You should not consistently be barely beating average team. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, we've got less than a minute here, but then we'll we'll be back. I'll we'll take a break after this one last game. Texans Titans conclusion is Titans are very bad without Malik Willis. I, the conclusion is nothing for the Texans except that the Bears might steal the first pick from them. Um, that would be incredibly exciting. And they play the Colts. 
They play the Colts coming up with Nick Foles, probably. That's exciting. Bears get the number one overall pick. They can trade it for a immense amount of picks. It or be- they might just, yeah, yeah, it would be glorious. It would be glorious. But that's more for the Bears talk. We've still got a lot more NFL talking to do. Stay tuned for parts two and three. Okay, we're back. Oren, I'm going to ask you some questions I've got here. And for now, because I want to make the point, you just got to give me, you just got to tell me the player. I'm going to ask you to choose between some players. You got to just give me the player. You don't need your explanation just yet, okay? Okay, we'll do. Right now, who are you taking? Who would you rather have? Brock Purdy or Zach Wilson? Brock Purdy. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Who would you rather have? Zach Wilson or Trey Lance? Trey Lance, because Zach Wilson has proven himself. Trey Lance hasn't. Okay. And then Brock Will Brock Purdy or Trey Lance? That's a good one. I'm gonna say Trey Lance because Brock Purdy, it's it's very, very, very hard for I see. Okay. I know, so, I know. You're about to make the point that I want to make. You're gonna make the point I want to make. So you can make the point. Basically, my take on Brock Purdy, my take on Brock Purdy. I think within the 49ers system, definitely Brock Purdy over Zach Wilson. If I'm a new quarterback, if I'm a uh starting a new team who I want as my base quarterback, even though I just said that normally picking, plucking these quarterbacks from other teams who were failed first rounders doesn't work. I would still rather have Zach Wilson. Yeah. My thought on Brock Purdy is that he is just good enough. No disrespect. He's doing wonderful things. He's doing great things, but he's just like the, he's, he's Jimmy Garoppolo. He's Jimmy Garoppolo light. And I think that most people understand that. And if they don't understand that, then (laughs) I don't know. Then that's like, when you got guys like Trey Lance and even Zach Wilson, they have so much natural talent that the team is going to expect them to make incredible plays, mm-hmm. to do very good things. And the plays are probably going to mimic that, where they're given more complex plays and they're expected to make harder reads, etc. I think Shanahan has, and Brock Purdy is surrounded with a great coaching staff in Shanahan and one of the league's best weapons, one of the, some of the best weapons in the league, if not the best weapons in the league. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy on Brock Purdy. And as long as he's not so terrible that he's throwing interceptions, as long as he's, you know, doing the little things right, which obviously is still, is still a real skill. That's all they need from him. Nothing more. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I think in a sense, it's just Brock Purdy is having a success from knowing exactly, you know, just doing the little things. He's Shanahan and these, he's, the guys around him are executing the plays very well. And then he just has to hit the open guy. Um, I think in some senses, it's similar to Mitchell Trubisky, his first year with Nagy, where it was kind of these baby steps where it was more gimmicky with Trubisky, but it was doing a lot of things where he as a quarterback wasn't expected to make as difficult of plays. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's what's going on with Brock Purdy. I obviously I'd love it. I, I incredible story hoping for a success and as a Mr. Irrelevant to go on a serious playoff run because they really do have all the other pieces. I think that'd be great, but that's where I'm evaluating right now. So, you, What do you think about that? I think it's 
I was actually talking about this today that NFL, it's, I'm not going to say it's not hard, but almost any starting or NFL quarterback can be successful if they have a good team around them, good coaching. And most importantly, they have, they ride momentum. I know I talk about momentum a lot, but I think it's one of the most underrated parts of football. And I think that's what makes it so fun. You look at a quarterback like Brock Purdy, you look at a quarterback like Nick Foles on the, how the hell did Nick Foles win a Super Bowl? How? It doesn't explain it to me. Like he wasn't good on the Jaguars the next year. He wasn't good on the Bears. He's horrible on the Colts. He was almost out of the NFL. He comes out of nowhere. Plays. He had good weapons around him. His team had a momentum. He rode that momentum. He won a Super Bowl against Tom Brady. It was a unbelievable, and it was not a sham. It was quality football he played. He played. I think to be fair, to give some credit to Nick Foles, he was closer to, you know, and Nick Foles in the early years of his career was good. Like he was a solid quarterback. He wasn't terrible. So I think you you could say he was closer to that era. Like he wasn't as washed back then when he won the Super Bowl. To be fair, but I'm saying leaving the quarterback like Geno Smith. I don't mm-hmm. think this is, I don't, I would bet you a lot of money. No, I agree with I you. I agree with you. And I just want to, uh, I, I want to talk about Tua, man. I, can I just bring up Tua by now? I've been waiting on bringing up this Tua. How about, how about, okay, time. we have, we have a few more games and then we'll get to Tua quickly. Okay. I mean, it relates to all that stuff. So let me just, yeah. let me, let me write hey, it down here. But about- oh yeah. So that was my analysis on the 49ers game, basically. Um, the commanders are wacky too. They're also just seven, seven and one, of course. And they just got Chase Young back. So you know what? I would not hate seeing the commanders in the playoffs at all. I feel like Actually, kind of I, again, I have not watched very any, really any commanders football, but got a good D line, really underrated weapons. I would say, I think a That's nice fair. young core of weapons with Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, who's been killing it. Um, Good young team. I actually, I'm intrigued by the commanders. I would say if they get some good coaching, they're intriguing. Definitely. in yeah. in. They are intriguing. I don't see them as a dangerous team. I see them as a nice underdog. I mean, they definitely, yeah, exactly. I, they definitely need a quarterback, but I think they have a lot of emerging pieces, I will say, at least. They, they feel more fun than like. A, Agree. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Because there's no one like really elite there yet. We talked about Cowboys, Eagles, Raiders, Steelers. was a really sad game. Not, not because like Franco Harris died. That was also sad. <laughs> the game itself, I watched the whole game. I had fantasy implications. I watched the whole game. I, I'm on vacation. I, I It was cold. I had nothing better to do. I watched the whole game. <laughs> brutal. Like, brutal. It was... Oh, actually, I heard... Wait, was this the... Was this something night football? Was this... This was a Saturday. This Saturday is a night Saturday night football game. This was where there was, like, all of the interceptions and missed field goals. Horrible. Yeah, it was Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a, like such a momentum quarterback, man. He's such a momentum quarterback. He is, but even in his like, okay, the Raiders. Like, there's some teams. I feel like this year was the year of failed experiments. I would not call Devontae Adams a failed experiment because it wasn't only Devontae Adams. Josh McDaniels is a failed experiment. Josh McDaniels was a coach. He failed when he was a coach. He went back to Denver, not Denver, to New England. He was a great offensive coordinator. They gave him another chance. He was a failed experiment. They signed Chandler Jones. They traded for Devontae Adams, not Devontae Adams exclusively. The fact that they went in, all all in, failed experiment. You look at teams like the Broncos, 
like this team, like yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, Hackett was a fail. Yeah, Hackett um, was a fail. Like Russ was a fail. A bunch of teams were just failed. It just sucks so much because oh, I'm actually pissed off about the Broncos, man. I'm pissed off that some of these teams are bad. Like, imagine I, I was saying, like, how good for the NFL is it that the Dolphins are good? You know, like, imagine that two was good, really. Yeah, because it would suck. Like, if they just wasted, if there's a team that if they're just a mediocre team, pretty much, like how a bunch of people projected them, that would suck. If you had Jalen Waddle and Tua and Tyreek Hill just not being used to their best abilities, yeah. But that's what you're seeing from a lot of these other teams. Like it's just sad. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, I just like every single year I say this and I think it. I'm like, there's just a surplus of good quarterbacks in the NFL. And there really isn't. If anything, there are not enough good quarterbacks in the NFL. I think this year kind of proved it. That I always feel like in the NFL draft, like who is drafting quarterbacks? Like there's enough quarterbacks for every single team to have a good quarterback. But that yeah. is not true. It is well, not it's just true. because, yeah, it's because the it guys you draft are like, not always good. I know because like you look at quarterbacks like this year, like the Jets were secure, the 49ers were secure. The Bears, the Jaguars, and what was the other? And the Patriots were secure. I think only the Bears and Jaguars are now secure next year. Those I would say the Patriots. Five. The Patriots aren't drafting a quarterback next year. I probably not, but I mean, I don't even. I think that the, that the Patriots have done Mac Jones dirty. I think their fan base have ruined him, man. Sure, honestly, I, fine, but that's not. Gonna well, I just think the Patriots that. are dumb because Bill Belichick is trying to work like so boring, bro. Whatever. Yeah, but my point is that. Every single year, like you hold out hope for some quarterbacks and only a few of them pan out. And yeah. that's why I think there's not like a surplus of quarterbacks. Um, okay. Packers Dolphins. I watched most of this game. Finally. Finally. We, we can, can talk, talk about, about Tua. Tua. Tua I like he needs to like they need doctors in Miami. They yeah. need it is very it's terrible. It's brutal. Yeah, dangerous. They like, screwed him over. He they threw three picks because he was concussed. They screwed him over. But this is the problem. I don't understand why. How? Why doesn't the NFL send a representative? Like the NFL says, we're going to send a representative to every single team. They work for the NFL and they will evaluate every single person for a concussion. Because the thought is that you don't need to pay extra 32 guys. The thought is that your the own team doctors are going to be responsible enough. But That's ridiculous. Again, they shouldn't ridiculous. have to have that. It's horrible. But again, you're, if the owner, if the head coach says, I get he's concussed, he's playing, what are you supposed to do as a doctor? But also there wasn't really an, an like... How would a team doctor have approached that situation? Because there was a play where his head hit the turf, but who would have suspected that? Like, no one was talking about that until it came out later. You know what I mean? And if two is not talking, then how is someone supposed to know that? If two is not I mean, talking, maybe the- yes, if two is not talking, fine. But again, there are signs. And there, I think the NFL looks at all plays to see if anyone can has a, a, like a potential head injury. I think for the sake of the NFL, for the sake of the future of the NFL, they need to crack down on concussions because of course, as time, yeah. as time goes on, 
CTE is going to have more research. You have to understand, right now, the research that's being done on CTE is mainly from players from the 70s, 80s, 90s. So, because the whole point is that you don't know about it until years later. Exactly. So I think the NFL, is, uh, the players got more athletic. Even as technology has gotten better, I still think that CTE is going to be on the rise because it's going to be more like Antonio Brown. I don't like speculating about this, but it's been been since that Bengals head injury. Since that Bengals head injury, something has switched. Something has gone on. Yes, it is known as a normal person. Yeah, he has CT. And I, 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 I talked to you. I watched the video about it. It said that when you have CTE in the, as a young age, sorry, when you have CTE as an older person, you become like a hermit. Like you become like you isolate yourself. You like, it's like you seclude yourself from like society. When you're young, you become crazy in the sense that like you want everyone to see you, and you're like he. It's described Antonio Brown to a T, and it was scary and. Tua needs to figure this out, but I we can talk about that. You want to talk about Tua as a quarterback? I do want to talk about Tua as a quarterback. And instead of doing the thing where I give you my whole ramble evaluation of Brock Purdy, this time, even though I've got plenty to say, I'll start off just by asking you, evaluate Tua Tugavailoa as a quarterback. Tell me what you think of him. So, again... You, we are both big Bears fans, so I can't watch all NFL games because I have to watch Bears games. So of course. I stuff on Instagram and Twitter. So a lot of, not a lot of my impressions, but some of my impressions come, for example, against like, I probably think a bit less of Josh Allen after seeing how he played last week because I watched the Bears game exclusively. Mm-hmm. And again, I watch the highlights of each game and I see this, I see the stats and I read about what happened. So I understand what happens, but two was unbelievable against the bears. The bears have a bad defense. I could argue it's the best quarterback play I've seen aside from Rogers against the bears. Maybe ever. I don't, wow. I remember making one or two bad passes and those one or two bad passes were catchable. It was he did tear us up. He tore us up. Unbelievable. It was, I mean, I remember being like, Justin Fields cannot afford to throw an incomplete pass because if he throws an incomplete <laughs> pass, we punt and then we lose. If we punt, we lost. And that we lost. We lost because I think we had one punt that game. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that insane? Yeah. Tua is a very talented quarterback. Tua has proved that he can do it all. He's had glimpses, not not like glimpses in like field glimpses. Field is glimpses where it's like he can throw a deep pass. He can do all this, but he hasn't like put it together. Tua's had consistent games over and over where he succeeds. Okay. Sorry. So is Tua a top five quarterback right now? Didn't hear you. Oh, I got you. So... Wow, you're very high on Tua. You're higher on Tua than I am. Um, I'll ask. I'll ask the question again now. Yeah, is Tua a top five quarterback? No. It's, should I say this season? No, I would say no. Okay, name your five. Name your five. Mahomes, Herbert, Allen. Herbert, Herbert. Not Herbert. Really? Herbert, not Herbert. Not Herbert. Sorry. Mahomes, Allen, Hurts. 
Prescott. Really, Prescott. I Dak think, Prescott. So I'm just blinking on all of the. Okay, but see, it gets interesting because I think the idea of top five. It seems like I, I agree. When I was someone was saying two was a top five quarterback, and I was like, no, because I don't think of him as having the idea of a top five quarterback. But once you actually start to list off quarterbacks, I don't know if I can name five quarterbacks who I could say were better, like Lamar Jackson. Do you Burl. think Lamar Jackson was better than you? Yeah, Burrow. Burl. Fine, Burrow. There you go. Well, Dak was your guy. Dak was your guy that changed it really. I'll, Mahomes, I'll Josh Allen, Hurts, Burrow, and then yeah, yes, he's for sure a top seven quarterback, which I yeah. would have said no to until I looked at it. I think it's pretty hard to argue against them. Well, okay. Something that pisses me off. Every time people try to justify Tua doing well, I mean, I, I'm looking at all the tweets and all that stuff. All of the stats are the same. All the stats are efficiency rating. All of it is about his efficiency. And yes, to some extent, he has incre- I think basically he has the maximum ability he has maxed out the ability to manage games and i'm not saying that in a normally it has a bad connotation it has kind of a jimmy garoppolo connotation but i'm saying Tua would not be Tua. Tua, you couldn't put Tua with patrick mahomes as receivers and he would be the same guy you know what i mean it's just Tua has has been surrounded with two elite wide receivers and he will get the ball in their hands because he's a great quarterback in that sense. So my point is, of course, he's going to be hyper efficient and all of that. And like all those yards, because he has two of the league's best wide receivers, two yeah. great wide receivers on his team. So my point is like, I think some of that, those efficiency stats. And the reason why all of the efficiency stats is because yes, like you're playing for two great wide receivers. And it's not like that they're carrying him completely. He's still a good quarterback, but like, Patrick Mahomes just lost Tyreek Hill and he's having an insane season to a gain Tyreek Hill and got better. And like, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like I think that the, I would say like game manager has a bad connotation, but there's a difference. The difference is that like, like I couldn't think of a better way to put it. Jimmy, like it just like Jimmy Garoppolo is a game manager and it has a connotation of like, he doesn't add anything. Like he doesn't do anything that makes it like, spectacular i think that i think that maybe hertz and tua are similar in that respect but hertz can do more with his legs but just that like surround them with great weapons give them great surroundings and they will make it happen for you but josh allen i think patrick mahomes have this ability to make the receivers and even like russell wilson had that ability like you know and when he was playing with guys like doug baldwin and i think even honestly well, I guess Tyler Lockett's had a good year, but Russell Wilson had that ability at some point to make the receivers around him better. I think what we saw from Tua last year, of course, you're going to make it take a step up from each year anyway, but last year he didn't have the same receivers and he wasn't as good. So did that? Yeah, I think that I think that makes sense. Yeah, and I think this game, like, yes, the Packers won. I just like if the Dolphins just ran the ball in the second half. They would have won. They don't run the ball. Trust me, as someone who owns Dolphins running backs in fantasy, they don't run the ball. Raheem Mostert averaged 5.6 yards a carry. Jeff Wilson averaged 4.1. It, it doesn't make sense to me. They were running all over the Packers. It was consistent. They were playing good football. They were winning, playing They good just want to pass so bad. <laughs> they just want to be. That's their identity. They are, they're, their cards are on the table. 
They run when they need to. They run to punch into the end zone. Jeff Wilson had a one yard touchdown. You know? Yeah. Like they they want to throw it down the field. They want to give it to Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle and have him run the whole time. Like that's just who they want to be so badly. Yeah. I mean, that's who they are. I think one more thing. I don't know if I have any commentary. Well, yeah, I do have some commentary on it. I saw another thing. Tua was saying last year, you know, everyone was calling Tua trash last year. You know, you know, yes. I can't hear you, so I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah. But okay, sorry. Um, last year Tua said that after some days he would go home and look at himself in the mirror and actually ask himself if he thought he was actually trash. He's like, "Am I trash?" Because all that media, all that talking, got to him. And then he comes back next year. He's got Mike McDaniel, a new coach, encouraging him. And he just he thought that all the media and all, and even his coaching staff fed into him believing that he was bad last year. Um, then Mike McDaniel comes, he puts together a 700 film tape, 700 clip tape of Tua proving why he's good, getting Tua's momentum up. And I think that goes to show a lot about what how your quarterback having momentum can do for you in that. Once he caught stride, you know, he started to believe in himself more. And it sounds corny, but it's true. You know, like that team caught stride and that has fueled Tua being good for a lot of the season. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I think, I think that again, football is a lot about momentum, but especially for young quarterbacks, they need to find momentum so that they can get the confidence to build off of it. Because momentum is not sustainable, but confidence can be. If you get, mm-hmm. like, I'm, ex- I don't think Fields like, like how he's played like the past, I don't know, like ten games. I don't necessarily know if that's sustainable. I just know that the confidence that he's gaining from this is sustainable, and that confidence is going to lead him to be able to play great football. So, mm-hmm. I know that might have been a bit confusing, but. I think that it's critically important. I think the Packers, again, I think the Packers, like, his interceptions were horrendous. Yeah. They were not good. I would like to say that, like, the Dolphins should have won that game. And the Packers, I think the the, Dol- the Packers won, like, it was not a quality win. It wasn't. In, no, in, I mean the the dolphin just handed the win to them on a silver platter. Yeah, it was like I, I, I feel it felt like the Packers like finally got the wrong like when they played like the Giants and the Commanders and the Jets. It felt like finally they were the team where like they finally. It felt like the Packers always played teams. They always like for some reason played the worst against the Packers, but not because they were like good defense. It just felt like they had like bad games. Like, I don't know, maybe it's like Lambeau Field. Maybe, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's luck, maybe. I don't know what it was. And it finally felt like it was catching up to the Packers. Mm-hmm. And, like, now it's coming back to them. Like, again, the, the Bears game, if the Bears were in play of contention, I so truly believe the Bears would have won that game. 100%. I watched that game, and the Bears weren't looking to win that game. Against the Bills? No, against the Packers. Okay, yeah. No. The the Bears were up by like 17. They mm-hmm. were, didn't. They were like, okay, like if we win, we win, but that's not like we don't really care. Like if the Bears are in the playoffs, 
playoff contention, they would have won that game. Right? They played a very bad Rams team and they barely beat the Dolphins. I hope that they the same thing doesn't happen to them when they play the Lions and Vikings, but we'll see. Yeah, okay, excuse me. Excuse me. Broncos, Rams. Broncos, conclusion, Broncos are a very bad team. They Horrible. fired Nathaniel. They fired Nathaniel Hackett. And the Rams are very bad at getting themselves a good draft pick. Also because they traded away all their picks, but no, good just kidding. Good for um Baker Mayfield there. Do you think that the Rams <laughs> do you think the Rams can continue this momentum on against the Chargers defense, which have been disappointing, but showed up against a bad offense? Like, how do you evaluate this Rams offense basically? They play, they play the Chargers next week. What what are you thinking? That's a good question. I mean, look, the Broncos have a good defense. I like they do. All- they really do. But I think that it might have just it, the question is how much does this game signify the Broncos being bad versus the Rams being good? Yeah. As Bears fans, we've seen a lot of good Bears defenses and bad Bears offenses. And there are games where you know the Bears defense is good, but they play horrible. And it's because when you watch a offense over and over underperform and play horrible. But I mean, when well, you it's it's hard to play football and to give it your all when you know it's pointless. It's hard to do anything in life when you know it's pointless. What's the what's the thought? What's, what's the I also just think motivation? the Broncos offense just if we're talking practically, the Broncos offense was just consistently putting the Broncos defense in a terrible position. I mean, they threw so many interceptions, giving the Rams good field position, and then one of those fifty seven of those fifty one points came from a defensive touchdown. So that's not even the Broncos defense. Yeah, it was a bad game. I think that the Rams' success, I mean, look, it, I don't think it's going to be a complete blowout against the Chargers. I think that the Rams' offense is going to look solid, but I think it's, I think they'll win by like, the Chargers will win by like, actually, we'll get into it later. We'll get into that later. All right, yeah, good, good call, good call, good call. Um, Buccaneers versus Cardinals. Okay, they keep doing this stuff. Like, okay, we get it. Like, you're trash. It's not exciting for you to play in overtime when your offense is so bad for the entire game. Like, yeah. congrats, you just beat like, the four and eleven Cardinals in overtime. Yeah, like I feel like the Buccaneers have played a bunch of overtime games, or just like yeah, because they're bad. The Buccaneers came back and beat the Saints. The Buccaneers lost in overtime to the Brown to the Browns. They they won in overtime against the Cardinals. Like. Yippee, like you're barely coming <laughs> back and barely beating horrible teams and then just losing to good teams. You have a losing record. Like, yeah, they just suck. They're just so sad. They're just bad. 